pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dePietro.com. Right now, it is 12.06. It is Tuesday. It is August 24th. It's the John DePietro Show. And uh, also, I want to say good afternoon to everyone tuning in. We do our live stream on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, please share that you're watching. You can make sure you click the like button. That way you get notified when we do go live. This portion of our program, folks, it's brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are reopened. You know, actually, they... Um, it was a drag for them with the storm, but they really didn't skip a beat. And this week, listen, the weather actually, I know it's hot. Um, I'm one of those people. I actually don't mind the hot weather. I don't like the cold weather. But today, is, it's not that bad. I mean, it does feel, you know, high 80s. Feels feels good. Tomorrow's going to be a beautiful day. Thursday's going to be a gorgeous day, 90 degrees. So, but stop it and see them. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, your shopping local, family run. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Everything you need to make your property look beautiful. And folks, you know, with housing prices continuing to go up, you might as well. Um, I want to remind people, you know, the better your property looks, it just increases the value of your home. So why not do that? And they have everything you need. And on top of that, they also have homegrown, farm fresh corn, zucchini, yellow squash, green peppers and cucumbers. Listen, it's a nice day. The storm is gone. Take a ride over. See my friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1207. Check on the website. We have so many unique stories, videos. Again, uh, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Remember, if you have water damage, storm damage, there's a link right at the website. You're not sure who to call? I'll tell you who to call, whether it's Rhode Island or Massachusetts. Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration, online at soulsourcerestoration.com or call them at 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Water damage, storm damage, Soul Source Restoration, 401-712-2700 or 617-247-5900. For everyone who's listening this afternoon, whether you're in Franklin or Bellingham or Rentham or Attleboro or good afternoon to Douglas. We have people up in Worcester. We have people in Connecticut. We have people all over the tri-state region that enjoy listening to real news. No fluff. And folks, I tell you when something is news. Now, I was just mentioning, you know, I was, um, uh, you know, earlier sometimes when I do monitor other programs, other people that call themselves talk hosts, sometimes I'll hear them say, so if you want to react to this, I don't know if people care about it. I don't know if it's news. I don't know whether or not it's new. Well, I'm telling you right now, there's no need for me on that because I know what's news. And there's a couple of stories that I'm going to tell you what is news. This is, and I said it yesterday, but this is going to be a rocky week for the administration of Governor Dan McKee, because, um, again, he is going to face a primary one year from now, one year from now, next September. He would like to win the Democrat primary to then move on to the general election and be fully elected governor to serve a full year term. Right now, he's filling out the role, the time uh, of office of Governor Gina Raimondo. He's just Filling out the string. He doesn't have, by the way, he doesn't have to run for governor. He's choosing to run for governor. But it's not going to be easy. And the events that are unfolding right now are going to make it even more difficult. Now, I do want to point out, I did post this on the Facebook page. And uh, credit to the Rhode Island Republican Party. Uh, They have issued an ethics complaint. With the Ethics Commission on Governor McKee's Chief of Staff, Tony Silva. Now, uh, Tony Silva... The governor may not realize it, but Tony Silva is a problem for Governor McKee. 
Um, and especially if you're Seth Magaziner or you're Jorge Alorza, who's very happy to be in the background right now as the governor, uh, Governor McKee's administration is starting to take over. But right now, if you're waiting in the wings, they are sharpening the knives for the chief of staff, Tony Silva. Now, there's several things about it. What is comical, now Governor McKee is going to hold a press briefing this afternoon uh, after 2 o'clock. I, I don't know if they're aware of it, but it's going to be a Tony Silva chief of staff press briefing because uh, that's, what the focus, that's what the focus of the press briefing is going to be. And, and that's what the focus should be because his chief of staff, again, I, I have heard in the past good things about him. I haven't met him. I haven't had a chance to communicate with him. They haven't been in office that long. I've made a couple of attempts to reach out to him. Um, but, I, you know, here's something that I think they need to be reminded of is it's supposed to be public service. So it's supposed to be public service. But instead, the governor's chief of staff, who I'm sure people in the northern part of the state, especially in Cumberland, are aware of, but supposed to be public service. So first of all, he's grabbing the pension after he was the chief of police in Cumberland for all those years. <clears throat> now, Governor McKee, who had Tony Silva as his chief of staff as lieutenant governor, he has moved on with him. So now he's the governor's chief of staff. They're paying him like 200 grand. So he's got the pension, plus he's getting 200 grand from the state. Now we find out he also is basically shaking down the town of Cumberland where they have to pay him almost a thousand a month for some non-existent part-time job. And he's trying to lean on the mayor, Mayor Mutter, uh, Jeff Mutter, in order to try to give him a variance. So, you know, he claims it's for his son to build on the land. But now I've gotten communication since he's going to throw it out there. I heard his son lives on very expensive property like a very expensive home and three acres. So what is this that they're going to build on it? So, listen, if you want to be a developer and businessman, that that's fine. But you can't do that if you want to be the governor's chief of staff. Um, could Cumberland tell him they no longer want to pay him? Could they tell him we no longer want to pay you um, close to a thousand a month for this non-existent part-time job? Or does that... You know, that, that's a conflict of interest. Uh, that, that definitely, I, I know that under the Raimondo administration, that wasn't allowed. That's what I've been told. But Governor McKee is new into the office. And I'll tell you this, Channel 12, they have Tony Silva in their sights. And they have the latest report I'm going to play for you, Tim White. They have Tim White on it. Channel 12 wants a win. Channel 12 wants to take down, they don't want to admit it, but they want to take down the governor's chief of staff. Governor McKee, I'll fill in the blanks for some other members of the media who are like, is this a story? Uh, It's a story. It's a story. And the state GOP has filed a complaint, Rhode Island Ethics Commission, of not disclosing his financial ties to the property. Um, And it's, it's a problem. He had a financial interest in it. And in financial disclosure reports, he never disclosed he had a financial interest in it. That's a problem. That is a a problem. Point is, state law requires certain public officials to disclose their financial activities, listing of all real estate property. So he's been trying to develop this wetland property. You know, I, I don't know the guy. So, but this certainly seems like greed. He transferred his financial interest in the property to his son, Ross Silva, last April, saying his documentation will prove it, although he hasn't provided it. And it's a a changing timeline. Because then he was saying he just switched it over just last month. No mention of the property. So they're also calling on Attorney General Pino Dorona to investigate his decision trying to influence folks. You remember the Cranston land deal. This is another form of it. And I'll tell you what gets him in trouble is this business of I'm going to put it under my son's name. So hopefully this makes it easier for you at Town Hall. What does that what, what is it? What did he mean when he said I'll make it easier for you 
at Town Hall. So now he claims, well, his son bought the property last month and he's going to donate it to the town. Listen, he, come on, this is the ultimate. Uh, the Republican Party said we have no confidence that weak Governor McKee, who himself was fined by the Ethics Commission, would undertake a thorough investigation of a chief of staff dubious activities. We're asking the attorney general to investigate this land deal orchestrated by Silva. Beyond the Republican Party, the Canning Street controversy has drawn criticism from political opponents. Gorbia, who announced she's running, took to Twitter. What did Governor McKee know about this and when did he know it? It's unacceptable for local government to be pressured by those in power for private gain. So now that's kind of a weak response by her. But I'm telling you, this is a problem. This is a problem. And I think that Tony Silva, and I'll play you the report, but I don't think he realized, as Donna Perry pointed out, his text messaging with the mayor of Cumberland would be an issue. Now, we also have um, Patricia Morgan's going to join me at 1230. Rep Morgan, I'll tell you, folks, if there's someone that should step forward to run for governor, it's her. This could be her time. I think she has a clear path. I don't think there's anyone else Republican-wise lining up. Um, I think she is the right type of Republican to run. We'll see what she says about that. But she's calling on the attorney general to get involved with the school mask mandate fiasco. And it is. The education, elementary education, whatever it is, last week, their legal counselor is sitting there saying, we don't, I don't think you have the legal authority to do mask mandates of every school. And they said, we don't care. We're not going to follow the law. Everybody's got to wear a mask in school. And then last Thursday, Governor McKee made the mistake of saying, that's right, everybody's got to wear a mask in school. Well, Representative Patricia Morgan has seen quite enough. And now she's saying, time out. Let's get the attorney general to weigh in on this. Because now you have, you know, there's a little bit of the blind leading the blind here. Um, They weren't supposed to move ahead with it. He's following their lead, feeling pressure from Magazina and Gorbea. I want to commend the Gloucester School Department for last night saying we are not going to mandate. It's going to be a choice. It's going to be a choice. And you know what? That's all parents have asked for. Parents, whether they're in East Greenwich or other communities, have asked, we want to be given the choice. Either our child wears a mask or doesn't wear a mask. If there's a parent that wants their child to wear a mask, that should be okay. If there are parents that don't want their child to wear a mask, that should be okay. So <clears throat> I, I think this is going to be problematic. And I commend, and I want to re- also, no one's reporting, but Johnston voted against it. So Gloucester votes to sue over the mask mandate. And said there should be people that just choose not to wear a mask. And and, and this is not going to go away quietly. It's not. So we're going to talk to Patricia Morgan coming up at 1230. But I'm going to play. I want to commend Channel 12. The governor's chief of staff, Tony Silva, seems to be, you know, what's the end game here? Is this public service? You know, you... Um, you, as I said, you're already you're getting the pension for being the chief of police in Cumberland, so you get that pension. Then you get your salary now as chief of staff for the governor, and I, I'll double check it right now, but I'm pretty sure it's like right around, um, right around. 200 or pretty pretty close to it so uh it may be like 199 so now the governor gets 145 his i know i have i just had it a moment ago i apologize folks um and, and and that's you know it starts to be a little bit of like all right so 187 excuse me and I think they just got a raise. So, I mean, this was uh, just a few months ago. Um, Tony Silva, the chief of staff, 
187 plus so plus oh that's health care that's everything else involved with it and then i think it is interesting that channel 12 has revealed that he is basically it's like a shakedown of cumberland cumberland has to pay him uh somewhere of like close to a thousand a month for a non-existent part-time job and as i mentioned it was my understanding that Governor Mundo didn't allow that policy for people to take outside sources because, folks, if you allow this, uh, he's got, quote, a part time job where Cumberland has to give him close to a thousand a month. All right. So then Woonsocket needs some help for the governor's office. I'm just opening the door. So the chief of staff, Tony Silva, says, yeah, I can get you that. And by the way, I'd, I'd like you to give me a part time job, non-existent. Uh, for a thousand a month, and then he goes to Smithfield and he makes the way, and suddenly the chief of staff has these quote part-time jobs with all these cities and towns that are all they have to pay him a thousand a month. It's a pay-to-play. You can't have that. I'll say this: I'm very surprised Governor McKee's allowing that. And Governor McKee, who I thought prior to this, folks, and again he um uh, he has the briefing coming up this afternoon. He also has the briefing on Thursday. When I was chatting with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, I've said, you know, this is all fine and well, but there are times that maybe you don't always want to have to face the media. This is going to be one of those times. It's going to be a rocky week. This is going to be a rocky week for the McKee administration. This is where they're going to get tested. Before that, he's had a little bit of a free pass. Uh, I'm surprised he allowed his chief of staff to continue to shake down the town of Cumberland to the tune where they have to pay him like a thousand a month for a, a no-show part-time job. I mean, that's that's a shakedown. So um, he may, I believe the governor maybe didn't know the ins and outs of this land deal, the wetlands uh, land deal that his chief of staff was trying to shove down the throat of the, the mayor of Cumberland, but he's got to know about the part-time job. And that, I, I just don't understand why that's allowed, because then that becomes the way it is. You know, you're a city or town, you're trying to get something done, you have to throw him a non-existent part-time job. And I don't want to hear people say, you know, how dare you, it's beyond me, I'm an, yeah, yeah, we've heard all of that before, right? Let, I want to remind people, this is blanking Rhode Island we're talking about, so... You know, save us the whole thing of I'm beyond reproach and I'm the former chief. So Governor McKee, I mean, his the head of the registry is running a brothel. His chief of staff is shaking down cities and towns. I, I think it's a fair question to ask Governor McKee exactly what type of administration are you running? And this is the stuff we know about. This is the stuff we know about. What's going on behind the scenes that we don't know yet that just hasn't bubbled to the surface? You know, folks, this portion of the program, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now, it's going to be a hot week. And when the temperature gets to be 90 and then that feels like 100, call Coogie. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562-R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful trustworthy, excuse me, reliable, a 24-hour emergency service for plumbing and also for cooling. Call RE Coogan and Heating today, 732-6562. So I do want to find where, um, you know, this is uh, this is not a good sign. I want to find where uh, Nellie Gorbia now is taking a shot at uh, Governor McKee because um, Let's see. Um, I want to just. Oh, wow. OK, there it is. What did Governor McKee know about this and what, when did he know it? Unacceptable for local government to be pressured by those in power for private gain. You know, now it's a matter of when does Seth Magazina take a shot at him? And I'll tell you who really the one we're waiting for right now is Mayor Jorge Elijah. He, uh, I mean, what is, what is, what is he waiting for? The allures of people. He's got Jorge Elijah. He's got a Jorge 
Yeah, he's got a score to settle. Of course, you know, in typical Alorza fashion, he doesn't even realize that he should be piling on right now. God, this guy can't get out of his own way. Nope. Nothing about it. No tweets. He should be, as we speak, holding a press briefing saying he wants a full investigation of um, of everything that is going on with the governor and the chief of staff. But Tony Silva, where he's problematic, is the story could have gone away. Channel 12 started to kind of give him like a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. But now he, the latest text messages from... The mayor have kind of, this is a different dynamic, because now Channel 12 has caught the governor's chief of staff, you know, this, they can't keep the story straight. And the Republican Party rightfully have filed an ethics complaint against him, of which I will hear the sound on Channel 12. You know, Channel 10, it's okay that Channel 12 broke it. The Providence Journal's jumping into the game. Right now, the governor's benefiting from this is so far a Channel 12 story, but that's going to change after the press briefing. Let me hear. This is the um, Channel 12 story. Twelve News Now and WPRI.com. I'm Tim White. The state GOP has filed a complaint with the Rhode Island Ethics Commission against Governor Dan McKee's chief of staff. The GOP alleges Tony Silva failed to disclose a financial interest he had in a piece of land he was looking to develop in Cumberland. The complaint comes less than 24 hours after Target 12 reported Silva directly intervened with the Cumberland mayor earlier this year, despite saying he had no financial interest in the property since April of 2020. The GOP is also calling on Attorney General Peter Narona to investigate. Now, state law does require public officials to disclose any financial interests they have in property in their annual filings with the State Ethics Commission. The property on Canning Street has been a source of controversy because Silva and his family wanted to build a home on a piece of wetlands there and ah, the neighborhood and the neighbors were terrible. concerned that it would increase the risk of flooding. Target 12 has reached out to several people for reaction to this development. Check back uh, to this page throughout the day for development. Now, it's not good news for Tony Silva that Channel 12 has assigned Tim White to the story. And I, maybe he was out of the box with it. But I'm just saying... He is now like lining up and everything is focused on that. Now, folks, on this Tuesday, right now, I want to remind you, Ron's Pastry Gourmet is open. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, wherever you are right now, they're open until 2 o'clock. They're reopened. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. You can um, look for them on Facebook and they're easy to get to. They're right off of Silver Spring Street. Put that in your GPS 170 Royal Little Drive where they have delicious for lunch. How about sausage and pepper, eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, cakes, chocolate covered donuts, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open until 2 o'clock. Pop in and see them today. And then their hours now are Tuesday through Friday from 7 in the morning till 2. They're reopened. They were closed for a while in June and July. Ron had hurt his hip. They're reopened. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they're the ones that had the delicious Trump cupcakes and Trump chocolate donuts. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. Folks, as always, visit the website, thepetro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. Comfort food and cocktails. Shane and Company, winner of Rhode Island Monthly, several different categories. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence, the Senadale Revival. Comfort food and cocktails. Stop off and see them. All right, I want to, um, we're going to get Representative Patricia Morgan on the line. And again, folks, she has stepped up. And if you are a parent that is upset with the way that the um, mask mandate is going, then you want to listen up because um, Representative Morgan is doing the right route and asking for Attorney General Peter Narona for him to just weigh in instead of this becoming a court battle. Because, well, I'll let her explain, but I think she's right. Folks, joining us on the line right now, here she is, the defender of the faith. It's our friend, Representative Patricia Morgan. Good afternoon, Rep. Morgan. 
Good afternoon. Rep, uh, I am so glad that you filed that with Attorney General Pina Narona. Uh, if you wouldn't, if you'd be so gracious to indulge us and walk us through what you're asking of the Attorney General. All right. First of all, we all know that the Attorney General, he is the chief law enforcement uh, officer of our state. Yep. It's his job to protect and defend our laws. Right. I believe that laws have been broken by both the Council of Elementary and Secondary Education and by the governor. So I'm asking him um, to issue an opinion and hopefully he will put aside partisan politics and actually protect our laws, defend them. What was your reaction when, Rep, it was was pretty... uh... I, I was astonished to see they have the legal counsel there. The legal counsel is telling them that legally they can't do it. And they, they brushed it aside and said, we're just going ahead anyway. I was just angry. Yes. Right. And, and I, I, listen, I started getting calls from people saying they, they could not have been more frustrated at the callousness, which with, which with that executive office they're just appointed people and they just brushed aside the law and said let them sue us you know there is a really bad um uh, operating uh, operating system i don't know what to call it procedure going on nowadays that in order to get government to listen to us we have to sue them we have to go to court we have to pay thousands of dollars to get documents that is not democracy. Something sick is going on within our, our government. And I'm asking the attorney general to stand up for the rule of law. Uh, I hope he will. And Rep. Morgan, not only that, but what people need to step back and look at, this is not a matter of whether or not they agree with the mask mandate. What they should no. be looking at is whether or not going forward, that they're going to allow them to move forward on things that even their own. Le- What's the point of having legal counsel if you ignore them and just make decisions on your own in a bubble? What's the point of having laws yes. if people just toss them aside when they're inconvenient? And that goes not only for the council. I mean, imagine the council saying, let them sue us. So they're saying we're going to have the mask mandate. We'll slow it down in court. We'll make the, the parents, the concerned people, pay tens of thousands of dollars for an attorney. And, and we'll get what we want anyway because we'll just, we'll just make it painful for them, you know, financially painful. Um, but the governor is doing it too. And I'm, I'm just disgusted at that, right? We passed a law which is Article 3, Section 3. It's on page 7 of the budget, and if anybody wants to go and look at it. So we just passed it. The governor just signed it into law, saying that once there's a a declaration of an emergency, the governor has 180 days. After 180 days, they have to come back to the legislature and get either our approval or, or, or not. Or we either approve or we reject that they can continue to um, promulgate executive orders. Well, it's going to be inconvenient. It's summer, you know, we don't really want to come back. You know, it's, it's just inconvenient. So the speaker and the Senate president decided to toss our law aside. Terrible. And the governor decided to toss it aside, too. Oh. He said, well, listen. I can do a workaround, right? We don't have to follow the law. I mean, let me do a workaround. I'll just put out a brand new emergency declaration. And then I'll get to put out any executive order that I want for another 180 days. Now, the problem with that is, how long can we do that? Can we do it for one year, five years, ten years? Can we do it indefinitely? Of course we can. If the, if, if, if the people, there's, if the people who are in charge don't respect the rule of law enough to do their job and to do it within the law, where are we the people? We're stuck like like Gloucester now having to sue. They're going to have to spend taxpayer dollars to sue. They're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to pay an attorney. They're going to have to pay a court, court cost. And it'll take perhaps months. And in the meantime, our laws are being broken. And that cannot 
happen in a democracy. It can't happen in representative government. Yeah. But it is yes. here in Rhode Island. We've officially become a banana republic. That's right. Folks, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. Rep, what do you make of now the Johnson School Committee? They voted no mask mandate. Gloucester now, they're saying it should be the parents' decision. There's a lot of communities. All they're asking for is to let the parents decide. And yet you have the, you know, education commissioner and so forth just try to, with the governor, ram this down people's throats. Uh, as you say, what whatever happened to following rule of law or, or representative government? Yeah, you know, the local school committee should be allowed to make the decision. Yeah. Um, if you look at Gloucester, I believe they've had 20, 20, 25 hospitalizations over the entire time that the pandemic has been with us. Right. They're, they're not in a state of emergency no. out there. And clearly their children are not if you follow the science. I mean, the same with Foster, South Kingstown, Westerly. They're just not hot spots. Um, it, it is the local community. And even within the local community, I believe, quite frankly, it should be optional. Yes. Um, the parents should make a decision for their yep. children. Yes. We have been advocating the rights and responsibility of parents for way too long. Uh, they, they don't belong to school boards. That's right. They don't belong to the schools. Our yep. children, nobody cares about our children more than we do. Right. And it is, I believe, the right of the parents to make these kinds of decisions. They can read. They can decide what they want for their children. They can decide what the, the dangers are. I Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to scoff at any parent who is fearful and says, no, I want my child to have a mask on. Go ahead. Have yes. your child wear a mask. Right. But there are other parents who have looked at the science and said, oh, geez, the dangers, the dangers, in their opinion, are much more damaging or uh, there are more dangers in wearing a mask to their child than in not wearing one. Yep. Um, but, I mean, this is really, we, we're starting down kind of a one-man government here. We are. Um, and and just it can't be allowed. I mean, I was when and the council did that. I I just saw like I was just disgusted. I know, and angry. Yes, and yeah. everybody should be. And everybody Rep, should be. Rep they Morgan knew they were breaking the law. They did. And they looked at parents yeah. and they said, "Sue me." Yeah. If you don't like it. Can you imagine the gall? And that's you know, and they know that they have power of government behind them. That, that goes beyond a thumb in the eye to the taxpayer. That is just like taunting almost. Now, Rep. Morgan, while I have you, what do you make of this controversy with uh, Governor McKee as Chief of Staff Tony Silva? I mean, anyone that has paid attention to Rhode Island politics, this is, you know, there he is, the governor's chief of staff, hiding his financial interest in this piece of land, trying to strong arm the mayor of Cumberland, of which he had been the police chief. Then you're sitting across from the mayor, and here you are, the you know, the chief of staff to the governor and you're texting him saying, hey, I'm going to take my name off to make it easy for you. This is all the indications, Rep. We, we've seen this type of story before back. You know, you go back to Deprete with the Cranston land deal. And this is, you know, the problem for Tony Silver is we, we've seen this movie before. It's, it's a sleaze deal. He's using the power of the governor's office to basically strong arm a local official to change a variance, and it's it's against the law. It's a form of extortion. It's corruption. It is. And the governor, the governor should dismiss him. Yeah. Uh, you think he Wait, should be? Really, do you think point, he should be dismissed as chief of staff? I do. Yeah. Right. He's 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 gone again. Are we a a state that values the rule of law? Um, do we want our elected officials to act within the law? Yeah. Or do we want them to say, well, it, it applies to everybody but me. You know, okay, it's a little bit corrupt, but hey, you know, I'm a big cheese up here. Right. Um, I, I, you, listen, if it if it looks like a duck and quacks like a That's duck, right. it's probably a duck. Yes. You so, know what else, um, Rep. Morgan, you know what else I was surprised at is um, he's the governor's chief of staff, but Channel 12, to the credit they uncovered, now, he is also, he has this no-show, part-time job where the town of Cumberland has to pay him like close to 8000 a year. Now, no one, I'm not suggesting 
that that is, you know, six figure and so forth. But the problem I have with that is, you know, based on what we've seen, if you're the town of Cumberland, I'd like to see the conversation where they tell him they don't want to pay him for this no show deputy emergency yeah, job of eight thousand a year. And replace him, right? We're yeah. Pay you oh yeah, I want to hear dollars. that. Let me know when that's happening. I want to hear that conversation because the problem is that these people are almost like a Tony Silva, who I don't know. But what's to stop someone who you know? You know, the cities and towns are always looking for help and aid from the governor's office, this or that, and. You know, you don't always just, you don't just sit out with the governor. You have to go through the chief of staff. So you say to, let's just say, Woonsocket, um, hey, I understand you have an opening, a part-time job that pays 8000 a year. And you do the same thing with Smithfield. You do the same thing with Lincoln. And then suddenly you, you know, now you're making like over 50000 and quote these part-time jobs. I, that type of thing absolutely should not be allowed. You know, it shouldn't be allowed. It, it, it again, is the insiders feeding on the taxpayers. It is. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I, I always have hope that we'll get something different, that we'll get a, a government that really puts the, the, the best interests of the little guys first. And, unfortunately, I continue to get disappointed yeah. um, by what, what, what the reality is. Uh, and I think you're right. It's influence peddling there. It is. Hey, you know, I might be able to get the ear of the governor right. if you hire me for this little job. Yeah. Right? Um, it won't cost you much. Right. Eight, ten grand. Right. It's it shouldn't be allowed. No. Is he not getting paid enough? I and know he's making over two hundred grand. Plus, he's got the pension from being the chief of police for all those years. Plus now he's trying to be obviously a developer. You know what, I'll just leave it at this rep. And it was it was our friend, Governor Kachiri, who used to, he was the one that kind of told me the phrase, but he, and, and this is not the most flattering, but he used to describe that the atmosphere with a lot of people at the state house was like pigs at a trough. And the problem is, when you get rid of, let's just say, like a, a Frank Montanaro or someone like that, someone on the inside that sees it, what the problem is, the people view it as it's their turn at the trough to earn money. And and the problem that, that we're seeing right now with this chief of staff, Tony Silva, is he feels he doesn't look at it that the other people are doing things wrong. He looks at it as if it's like it's he's earned it. It's his turn now. To use the power of the office to earn as much money as he can. Folks, she is Representative Patricia Morgan, who I hope is still keeping an open mind to run for governor next year. So I can hope. That's all I'm asking. Right now, the party has no one. There's no one that is more of a fighter. You continue to lead by example. You were the first one out of the box on critical race theory. You have continually spoken out on behalf of the people. Now you step forward with Attorney General Peter Norona. I'm just asking that you think about it. Well, thank you for that. All right. All right, Rep. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, folks. Representative Patricia Morgan, I'll tell you, I think it's her time. I think it's her time. Folks, right now at 1244, and I want to be very clear. I'm not trying to be tough on um, Chief of Staff Tony Silva with Governor McKees. I don't don't know him. We know a lot of mutual people. I I have nothing against the guy in any way. But what I've just said to Rep Morgan, I've seen this movie before. And I see where, you know, it always starts small. It always starts small small of course who's gonna make a big deal that the town town of cumberland has to give him seventy five hundred dollars a year nobody why come on it's only seventy five hundred dollars a year but then when socket says we'll pay you 10 grand now it's like the town it's like you're paying a lot you're gonna pay a lobbyist anyway and then smithfield gets in and then north smithfield gets in and then pawtucket jumps into the action and then who knows someone has a big ask and they say, hey, we're going to pay him. I, I, I've seen this movie before, and we're watching it with this land situation where he meets with the mayor, and it's like, so what's it going to take? Let's develop this land. I'll tell you what, I'll take my name off it. This is in the middle of a pandemic yet. 
Ah, uh, folks, this portion of the program brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Jay Freitas Construction Call today. He does a fantastic job power washing your deck, property, side of your building, what have you. 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. Deck staining, Jay Freitas Construction. Also online at jamiespowerwash.com. jamiespowerwash.com. Folks, with all the rain that we've had and the humidity and the heat, hey, it stands to reason that you're going to need your outside power washed. Jamie's Power Wash. And I'll tell you, he's so professional. He goes just like that. 401-837-4545. Look for him on Facebook. And then his website is jamiespowerwash.com. Well, right now at 1248, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, as I had predicted, uh, Governor McKee, they decide to up the amount of availability with the press to twice a week. It was once a week. And, and you know, as I had kind of said in our conversations um, with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe is I think there was an element that Governor McKee almost felt like, gee, I don't know why Governor Raimondo was complaining like this is uh, this is not that difficult. Right. Like, yeah, I can handle this. Forget about just once a week. We'll do Tuesdays with the lieutenant governor and then Thursdays with um, with Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. Well. Now he's about to find out that sometimes, you know, there were times that Governor Raimondo and other governors did not want to have to face the media. And one of the reasons is because you have this story with his chief of staff. And based on what the governor is going to say to now, it's going to today is going to further the story. And now you also have, you know, other people will say, hey, he called me about this. I uh, this this. You know, people are going to try to some of the allies are going to try to dismiss this for Governor McKee. I don't think so. I I think this is problematic for the governor. Um, and, you you know, you just heard Patricia Morgan bring up the fact that he had his own run in with the Ethics Commission. We haven't heard that before. So. Oh. Tony Silva, now you have Nelly Gorbia hitting at him. I would imagine before the day out is out, you're going to see uh, Mayor Alorza offer something against him. You're going to see Seth Magaziner offer some criticism. Um, it, I, I, again, I'm not saying it's a, it's a Category 5 hurricane, but it's, it's not going away. The story's furthering. It wasn't a one-hit, boom, it's over. Um it's it's fluid. It seems to be a fluid situation. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Jack Calvino. So whether you're listening on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or um, you can listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. If you or a family member, friend, someone you work with was in an auto accident or involved with a slip and fall or workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, listen, you need a fighter. And they offer you pennies on the dollar, right? You're suffering. You're entitled to be compensated for your suffering. That's why you need Jack Calvino. Call him today. Fight back. As I like to say, fight back. Call Jack. 401-785-9400. Maybe you're listening right now and you say, I was in an auto accident. I was involved with a workplace injury or a slip and fall. You were just shopping. You didn't know they left water or ice on the floor or wherever it was at the mall. And boom, you went down. Well, guess what? You're entitled to be compensated, but you need the right person to do it for you. I'm offering you. I'm offering you a free consultation. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. 401-785-9400 or online at fightback. Calljack.com. Folks, as always, visit our website, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Great food, large bar, something on the menu for everyone. There's a link right at the website, dipetro.com. Now, we've done a number of interviews on Afghanistan. Uh, how about President Biden's approval rating is absolutely tanking right now, completely in the tank. 
I also see Kamala flight delay over Havana syndrome. Biden approval crashes to 41%. And I don't think that's the bottom. This is someone who the situation is still fluid in Afghanistan. I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon. Uh, he, you know, let's, as we've said in the past, folks, they were able to, he was able to get elected by basically staying in the basement, right? By staying in the basement. And now he's got some problems and now it's a year later. Now I'm also just checking uh, some of the local news. Larry puts this headline is such a joke. The unions didn't okay anything. Uh, Teachers union tried to Stop Nicole Salas. Uh, this they're, they're, he's reacting to Channel Twelve put out a headline: Rhode Island teaches you okay records release. You know he's not wrong. It was the courts that decided that. It was the the courts that decided that. Um, in this element of the Council of Elementary Education, Patricia Morgan is exactly right, which is they just decided to brush aside the law with masks. Um. They, um, there's also, we, I believe we're going to talk to Dan McGowan. Right now, there are 11,700 homes and businesses that do not have power from the storm. That is still way too unacceptable. Governor McKee should get a lot of questions. You know, I notice that the language has been changed from yesterday. It was Rhode Islanders. And then I pointed out, no, those are customers. So now, when you look at 11,700 homes and businesses don't have power, that's more, you know, close to maybe 10% of the population. 10% of the population. So, but this situation with the governor's chief of staff, um, I'm, I'm telling you it's problematic. And good for the Gloucester School Committee. They're voting to sue over the Rhode Island mask vote. And saying that if there are parents that decide that they want their child to go to school and not wear a mask, the parents should be allowed to decide. And in certain areas, now maybe it's not right for all areas, but I want to, this also goes back. Oh, I'm sorry to see that. The drummer of the Rolling Stones has died at age 80. Charlie Watt. I didn't realize that. Charlie Watts. Dead at age 80. Oh, well, can you imagine though? What a career. You were the drummer for the Rolling Stones. That's a pretty good gig. Think of all those years. There he was with Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Ron Wood. Charlie Watts, dead at 80. Hmm. Um, although you, you do wonder, like with all that money, you just expect these people to like live to at least 100 years old. Um, but still probably greatest rock and roll band of all time. Charlie Watts, drummer for the Stones, has died. I have seen them. How many times have I seen the Stones? I saw them at the Super Bowl. I saw them at Gillette on the Steel Wheels tour. I saw them inside Madison Square Garden. Um, I've seen the, the Rolling Stones, I, I'm going to say, at least four times. At least four times. It was great seeing them at Madison Square Garden. Because normally it was always just arenas. The Steel Wheels tour at Gillette. Foxborough. That was, I think, like 1989, right around there. That was, you know, I mean, it was outside and everything, but a little more. It was pretty, pretty wild seeing them inside Madison Square Garden. Hey, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by State Towing Service. Auto salesman repair, 24-hour towing. Call them 401-331-0925. Michael Salvatore, 380 Valley Street, Providence. They back the blue. They support the police. And speaking of the police, if you want to show your support for law enforcement, log on to the website and inside the shop, we have RI backs the blue. And then we also have your chance to show support for the Providence Police Department. The Providence Police Department, who have been under fire, who they are, I, I just have the utmost respect for them. Uh, they work under very, very difficult conditions, the Providence Police Department. But you want to show your support for local law enforcement or police. 
log on at the website to petro.com in the shop and there's all kinds of merchandise and glasses and things like that now folks um Again, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair today, 401-710-7096. I will provide an example. One morning, our dryer would not work. I called a friend of mine. He said, yeah, sometimes they give out. Maybe you need a new dryer. I thought, I, I don't, I mean, it's older, but it's not that old. So what did I do? I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He said, Juan, I'll be over this afternoon. Suddenly, boom, the truck appeared in my driveway. What did it say on the side? If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. He's like a doctor. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He repaired it. It needed a new belt. The dryer needed a new belt. He repaired it in about five minutes. He's also fixed our dishwasher. He also fixed our, over the years, our refrigerator. He also, he and his dad fixed our microwave. And then he also fixed our oven. Ryan's Appliance Repair. If your appliance is dying, folks, just call Ryan. Washing machine. Dryer. 401-710-7096. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And senior citizens discounts are available. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. So the situation in Afghanistan remains bad. The um, I, I'm going to say Governor McKee. He's enjoyed a pretty good ride, but COVID stepping up is definitely presenting some challenges. And now he also has this controversy with his chief of staff. Um, And you heard Patricia Morgan saying she thinks he needs to go. Now that's, let's see what the governor says about that. But the Rhode Island Republican Party are on the offensive and they're going after him. And they're saying that they believe that the, they want the Rhode Island Ethics Commission to go after Governor McKee's chief of staff. So I would just say that's that's not the type of that's not the type of headline he wants. It's a distraction he doesn't need. In national news, uh, Biden decides to stick with the August thirty first final pullout from Kabul, and you have that headline in the Boston Globe: "Welcome to the most definitive week." Of the Biden presidency. And it was quite a headline. Welcome to the defining, most defi- most definitive week of the Biden presidency. When he took office, they tried to send a message home and abroad. There was a different tone. His tweets were boring. He didn't do a lot of interviews. But right now, this is it. Three issues that need to be resolved. Afghanistan situation seems to be getting worse. The virus, Delta variant, is raging in the United States amongst the unvaccinated. And then Congress. This is the week the Democrats decide his legislative agenda for the first term, whether or not it is dead or alive. They're going to meet today, procedural vote, whether they're moving forward with the $3.5 billion budget bill. Largest rewriting of the social safety net in over a generation. So... Those three things, this is a huge week for the Biden presidency. And folks, I'll be the first. I don't think they're up to it. I don't think they're up to it. I think we've seen the flaws. I think we've seen the holes. He He's managed to get this far, almost to September. But I think this is the, the week that the wheels are coming off. Now, folks, here's what we're going to do. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We're going to break and get the latest news coming up at one o'clock. We have another hour to go. The Power Hour is next, radio only. Put on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Let's get the latest with the one o'clock news, and then the Power Hour is next. Leave it right here.